0: and welcome to What's On at Cineworld Cinemas. I am Luke Owen. And I'm Dan Layton. Dan, how are you this week? I'm
1: very well actually. Thank you very much, I've had a coffee. Yeah? Yeah. What coffee did you have? Oh, I have a cold brew. Every single time. Mm. I make my own cold brew. Yeah, I know. Yet yeah, for those on the audio realm, you are giving me a, a quizzical stare. It, it
0: just sounds like the sort of thing someone would have said to me in April 2020 because they don't want to get on the sourbreads <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the sourdough train. So they're like, I'm actually I'm getting myself into homebrew these days. But Luke. And then would have given up on it by
1: mid-July. You're one of my very good friends. Mm-hmm. You know me very well. Are you surprised? <laughs> I'm really not. Thank was you. it something you started during lockdown? No, it was not actually. It's something I started a couple of, uh, a couple of months ago. I say a couple of months ago because I drink cold drinks all all year round. I'm an ice latte in the middle of winter kind of guy. The um, psychopath. Yeah, well, that one I have cold showers with as well. But the um, the, uh, the 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 people at uh, the it's in a world Starbucks, I can say Starbucks, I was trying to get around it, Starbucks, Uh, don't make cold brew all year round, because it's a very long process, and once you finish making it, if it's not used, it it goes away, because it it just would become stagnant, Uh, so it's not poured immediately, like an espresso, Uh, so they don't make it all year round, and I wanted cold brew, Mm. because it's different to like an iced Americano, because it's a longer brewing process, which means you get more of the caffeine, but less of the jitters, so... I was like, well, in that case, I'll make my own. And I do. And it's great. But sometimes I forget. So I need to go to Starbucks anyway. <laughs>
0: uh, we have some fun comments from uh, last week's video. Uh, I'm just gonna read this one first from Jason Gutierrez that just says, "Midsummer." Greater than *Hereditary*.
1: Oh, okay, okay. I
0: I said this on last week's show. Yeah, uh, *Midsummer* is the movie that *Hereditary* was actually praised
1: for. Some people would would uh, disagree with that entirely and say Mm. that *Hereditary* greater than *Midsummer*. Yeah. Um, Well, here's here's the thing with *Hereditary*. Yeah. And I don't want to sound like I'm just
0: Captain. I don't know what the word I'm after what Count, Captain Counter. Just because like I Captain
1: I'm, Contrarian. That thank you that's very you much, much. That's, that's I, mean. I like
0: that. I love that. Which that's which great. Ollie used to call me because I thought that Deadpool was okay. You're right. And uh he was like, No, everyone loves it, just try just get on board. Mm. Uh Hereditary is a movie I'd seen at least ten times yeah. previous to going and seeing Hereditary because I used to get sent a lot of to DVD movies to right. review from very low-budget films that all had the exact same plot and all had the exact same outcome. So I'm sat there watching Hereditary being like, this is as far from an original movie as a lot of people are claiming this to be. But the rest that, of us who are quite basic
1: and simple. That tagline on the poster was like, it's this generation's exorcist. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I love the the process of making taglines. People who make taglines are a fascinating breed. There is one uh, of, I love this. It's for a new movie coming out, uh, The Lost King, uh, which I'm very excited for, Sally Hawkins. Uh, but the the tagline is, her story will make history. And I, I think about this about 12 times a day.
0: My uh, other favourite of that like you know there's big posters where they put reviews yeah, on, yeah. on the thing what was the um, the one that Tom Hardy did about the was it the craze oh yes I remember yeah and they had lots of like four star reviews around yeah. it but they'd put in the Guardian's two star review in between Tom Hardy's legs to make it look
1: like it, it was another four star review any any work like that I think deserves awards because like the Spice Girls musical Beaver Forever do you remember mm. it was critically panned nobody liked it so they just took five one star reviews and put them on the poster (laughs) great work there you go uh sullivan that's a good tip for you when you go to edinburgh next year thanks guys you're You're welcome welcome. (laughs) thinking Uh, of you um You mentioned Deadpool briefly there. Mm -hmm. Did you see the big news this week? I did, yes. Uh, Of huge jacked man. Huge jacked man is going to be uh, reprising Wolverine one more time. Very much Ric Flair retirement at this point. In all of this,
0: I feel bad for Sony. Do you? Because... You know, the MCU made this big announcement. Mm. Huge jacked Jackman is coming back to play Wolverine one more time, which means we have got Deadpool three and Hugh Jackman Huge Jackman playing playing Wolverine yeah. one more time. This big thing. Sony on the same day decided they were going to announce uh, Amazing Spider-Man three, and absolutely no one has paid attention I'm, to. It. I'm it's... not joking. Did they? More or less, they put up a they put up a very zoomed in shot of the Amazing Spider-Man one poster and said like, hmm, maybe we could do more of these can you work out what this poster is? And everyone was like, oh my God, we're going to do Amazing Spider-Man 3. But absolutely
1: no one is talking I about that. I didn't even, I didn't even see speculation. It wasn't even in my trending tab. They
0: just picked the wrong day oh, to bless do them. it. Oh, that's such a shame. It's a very Sony story. It really, is, isn't it? It, really, it? And it's a very Amazing Spider-Man story as well. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, and last comment here before we get into the main show from Steve, he said, why do these two look like homeless people? Anyway, let's get into the main show. We're going to be reviewing Smile and we're going to be reviewing Mrs. Harris Goes
1: to Paris. I, I pay a lot of money to look this bad. Takes a lot of money to look this cheap. Uh, Speaking of fashion, here is the show.
0: Anyway, Dan, you saw uh, Mrs. Harris Went to Paris. I did, yeah. We're going to talk about that immediately. Um, well, I mean, do, do you want to do a coin flip for who's going to review their movie first? I think Rock, Paper, Scissors. Okay. Ah. Uh, one, we, two, we, three, we go. Did, we actually we did not agree. We did yeah. not agree on the rules. Yeah, right, right. I believe it is one, two,
1: three, go. Yeah, yeah. What did I do? You went one, two, go. I'm pretty sure I went one, two, three, one, two, go, but two, go I started bang, before bang, you. Bang,
0: go. Okay, so it's one, two, three, go. Okay, right, ready? Let's ready? Let's ready? One, two, three, Go. Two, three, go. go. I don't know who wins. I won. Thank you. So I, Smile's I great. It. Okay. So Smile's a very, very good movie. I really, really enjoyed it. I've been looking forward to this movie for a while as well. Yeah. And it reminded me of... I, I actually said it reminded me of It Follows, like when I saw the trailer for it, when we did the uh, an episode yes, a few weeks ago. you did. Yes yes, 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 Before the yes. limited screening, I said, like, it's got real It Follow vibes yeah. about it. And I had that again when I saw the movie. Mm. Because when I saw It Follows, I saw It Follows at Fright Fest, and then I went to go see it in the pictures. And when I came out of it, my wife... So I saw it the second time with my wife, and she had this moment where she was so, like, aware of people around her. Right. Because, like, if you haven't seen It Follows, it's about sexually transmitted disease manifesting itself in an, a person that follows you and is constantly mm. following you around. No matter where you go, it is constantly following you. Yeah. And she was just very aware of people standing, people possibly walking towards yeah. her. And she felt very unnerved by everything. Mm. And I had the same thing with Smile when it came out because you just start to notice and it sticks with you and you get this sort of unnerving feeling when you see
1: people around you with that smile. It's that thing of of, it's the insidious nature of it and it's actually something that's so because when when you have a horror movie that's based on something massive Mm. and it's based on something high concept and not real it's actually quite easy to let it go but everyone does a smile Absolutely, yeah, they so do. So that's, yeah. that's where it's really smart and playing on those kind of things that we're we're
0: aware of. But granted, like this is it's slightly less than it was with It Follows because yeah. you know this is a movie that's all about trauma right. and sort of like you know trauma following you and mm. trauma affecting you in, in various different ways. Uh, so it's it's not quite the same, but it, it has that same like ring of, of It Follows and actually you know the Ring and the Grudge yeah. I and mean, those sort of psychological horror movies of spirit is trying to get you as opposed to being like this is a demon that has possessed someone and we're going to go and mm. do this um and it's it's got some really good jump scares in it some very 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 good performances in it it's genuinely unnerving um it really like i don't want to say the word gruesome because it's not really but it did make you feel just like unnerving is the word i keep coming back to to be like uh, i just sat there and very like you know clenching mm. clenching the the arm holding and, and holding on to things and just sort of waiting for that next moment to to come and it was one when, when i saw the trailer for it that was the thing that i had was just like oh i'm i'm gonna love this movie as a horror fan i'm yeah. going to love for this movie but i'm also going to not i think enjoy i will enjoy the watching of this movie but at the same time have that like sense of creeping dread throughout it it's, it's I wouldn't say long run time, but it's nearly two hours.
1: Wow, I mean, that for for a sort of horror movie like this, like low-concert horror movie, that's quite long. Particularly as well, because this started from a, a short movie. Yeah. This was a, a short
0: by the director that has now been extended out into a longer period of time. And sometimes I find like like Pixels, for example, mm. is a, was a short movie that got turned into a feature. Yeah, and Whiplash sort of, is another one. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I think Whiplash sort of over, you know, that manages to maintain its mm. pace and everything, whereas I think Pixels sort of loses its way a little bit. Yeah. I think Smile has that worry of okay, we've got
1: to take 11 minutes and stretch out to nearly two, two hours. hours. Can we do that?
0: And I think it basically just about it does it. it yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: on a scale of crying to running from the cinema, what do you think <laughs> I'm going to feel when I watch that? You will be... I mean, uh, it's a 50-50 thing So you will be crying
0: and then running from the cinema. Okay, so great. Like, okay. You so like I'm going to get the full experience. Or oh, the, oh, the whole full gamut. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I'd, as a horror movie fan... This is the sort of thing I I love and I crave. Yeah. So I had a had a blast watching it.
1: I think it's a it's a and it's the time of year, isn't it? Tis the season. Tis the season. So it's spooky. nice to kick the spooky season off with something like this. I also really am pleased as well because this was not supposed to get a big theatrical
0: release. Mm. This was supposed to go to somewhere else. Yeah. And. Test screening for it was so good and so strong paramount changed their minds and was like no we'll put this on the big screen and they've put a lot of spend behind good. this as well clearly because you can see the posters are everywhere yeah. like i'm driving to work and i see the buses go past i'm coming they... off the tube there's a person smiling at me exactly. my phone there's a oh, person smiling it's at all me. it's all over yeah. the place so i think it's going to do very well for them mm. and and
1: quite rightly so well it's also because i think it, it, well, i say it is the season it absolutely is and also people like to have that experience of going to the movies. Something about a horror movie is a collective experience. You know, and to be able to be sat together, holding your popcorn, have the jump scare—it's more fun to watch someone next to you react. Yeah, in and the that the, the, the way, laughs you just, yeah, the laughs you get amongst the cinema. Because we're and all stuff. together, all yes. aware. The popcorn flying everywhere—that's. I mean, I yeah, I, I
0: love that it's having this big release. My my wife is actually—I am mean, going to say terrible for this because she loves it. Like she gets so scared in horror movies. Yeah. that's why she said to me, "I was not allowed to go and see Smile because she doesn't want to be like that." Like I mean, the Kevin Bacon link, if you will, yeah. which is funny for this movie. Yeah. Um. She, you know, there's there's seven degrees of separation. She she will go and watch a horror movie like that and grip hold of me mm. and she's one of those people that will like, go and then will sort of like nervously giggle afterwards and you just hear that patter of nervous
1: giggles yeah. around after someone does get that big jump scare. Mm. Well, I mean, I jumped in Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris and I'm not joking. <laughs> I'm, I'm someone who, if a door closes too loudly... French people are scary. <laughs> <laughs> really are. If a door closes too loudly, I will run for the hills. So I'm I'm, I'm prime for that kind of... I watch most of these horror movies like this and it's very... Or I, I, I've learned, thankfully enough, over my years of having studied film and the rest to know when a, a scare is being telegraphed. Uh, and there are some movies that I just close my eyes the whole way through and enjoy the, the, oral, experience yeah, and, yeah. Uh, the oral experience and the aural experience. And then, um, yeah, but, but it's fun to be there with people. It's fun to have seen it. That's the great thing about Smile as well, is mm. that you won't see him coming sometimes.
0: So you can pr- try and prepare oh. yourself as much as possible, but it will still get you. Oh, that's clever. It oh. is. It's very
1: good with you. OK, but on to yeah. Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it the other day and we had a lovely, a lovely fashion screening, mm. a fashion, which is not the first time I've done this. In, incidentally, not the first time I've done this with um, Leslie Manville, who is the star of the film. Uh, the last time I had an experience where we went to see a, a fashion-based screening was for Phantom Thread, um, which we saw at the VNA with a full uh, clothing exhibit. Um, this was the Paul Thomas Anderson, Daniel Day-Lewis movie that Leslie Manville was in. So it's just funny that I'm having these recurring screenings with Leslie Manville. Very different from Phantom Thread, I will have to say. Uh, Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris is based on a book from the 50s. Uh, about a uh, London-based cleaning woman who uh, sees a couture dress in her uh, one of her clients' wardrobes and she fixates on the idea, I want one of those very nice dresses for myself. And she saves the money and she goes off to Paris and she gets one. And it is a really interesting... Uh... It's not the kind of film that you would think that I would go away and keep thinking about democratic socialism, but it absolutely is a movie that made me think about this. Um, it's Schmaltz and Twee of the highest variety. And I love that. I'm I'm someone who likes my art house movies, my blockbuster movies, but I also like to just go and feel nice. Luke, you know I cry in a film. Oh, I in one away, yeah. I cried in the That's first five minutes of this film. <laughs> and I'm not joking. I had a lovely single tear come down. Because there was something so tender about the performance and the rendering of London and um the, the, the early beats of the story that just had me in. And you know it's it is it is that kind of light, whimsical, almost magical realism in in many ways uh, kind of film. And I just really, really enjoyed myself. I had such a lovely time. It has a lot to say, especially about the time that we're in in terms of people trying to make ends meet, the value of, of um, workers, respecting workers, um, but also this, this world where art and craft and um, uh, dedication to those things are of such high value as well uh, so it, it was just a really and also like following your dreams and pursuing the things that matter to you whether or not people agree or not it was just a really delightful film and i think if you're looking for something just to feel my friends and I, I might have mentioned this before on the show i can't remember my friends and i have a thing that is, we call a nice little sunday comedy mm-hmm. we would go to west india key center world and watch a film that was on of a Sunday. It doesn't even need to be a comedy necessarily. It just needs to be a light film that will make you feel nice and you'll think about it and you'll go away. Such classics have included the one where uh, Billy Connolly has a Viking burial. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. That's bad for well, my part. I was going to say Fisherman's Friends. Yes, that is a perfect example of a nice little Sunday comedy. Yes, grand. Uh, and this is that. It's something where you'll go out, take your take your parents, take your friends, have a nice time and just, just feel good. You know, it is a feel good film in every sense of the phrase.
0: Oh, I mean, I, I can't say that I felt good coming out of so Smile, but I did very much enjoy myself. And Olivia from Sydney World enjoyed chatting with the film stars, so here's what happened there.
1: Since filming Smile, do you guys see people's smiles in a different way when you're walking down the street?
0: <laughs> but right when I got out of the movie, yeah, but not not generally... But right when I got out, I definitely was like, ooh, that's, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I
1: mean,
0: Is that a nice smile? Now man? it's in the
1: back of your mind. Now you're wondering if everyone smile is I just don't make eye contact with anybody.
0: <laughs> <laughs> did you, did let you let see it, like, did move. you
1: notice it when you left? Like, were you, like, tripped out by people's smiles? Yeah, very much. I noticed oh, and that's then, cool. I just couldn't stop looking. Great. Um, that's great. In five words, why should audiences see smile on the big screen? Go have fun. You know, go to the movies. Go to the movies. <laughs> Just go to the
0: damn movies. The kids out there, it's fun, I swear. You get popcorn, you can put a bunch of crunch <laughs> in the popcorn, shake it around, it's like a salty, sweet thing. Mm-hmm. Just go, it's so fun.
1: Your These experience. These are not fun. No. <laughs> no, not fun. And,
0: and people will respect you
1: more. <laughs> that was a great <laughs> answer. <laughs> They'll respect you. Five so. words, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We have two big world cinema releases this week, Pony and Sylvan Eye in IMAX and 2D. And Vikram Veda. And also out this week, Don't Worry Darling, the re-release of Avatar in IMAX 3D 4DX as well as non-IMAX
1: 3D. We've got Moon Age Daydream, Ticket to Paradise and See How They Run. Is Top Gun Maverick not in the cinema anymore? I know, right? Devastating. Could you imagine if you're the person who missed it?
0: (laughs) Well, That's what we talked about last week, you were the one playing chicken with the release of Top Gun Maverick. Well... And now it's at what well, spooky season now? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Tom, no, Tom Cruise could. Tom Cruise could survive a lot, but smile. <laughs> 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 Terrified of it. Yeah,
1: yeah. But uh, I mean, what is your pick of the week? I'm going to go with Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris purely because I I love that kind of. It's it's the schmaltz element. We had a, as an, another example is Hidden Figures, which you know was just pure Hollywood schmaltz. I love it. It makes me feel nice, and I had a really nice time in the movie. So. Smile for me. Yeah, I uh, could have guessed. (laughs) We also have an unlimited screening of Emily on October 11th. And we have some event cinema for you. The National Theatre Live production of Jack Absolutely Flies Again on Thursday the 6th, and the Royal Opera House's 2022 live opera mailing Wednesday the 5th. And tickets are now on sale for Amsterdam and Black Adam as well as Lyle Lyle
0: Crocodile and The Woman King. What a slate. I Truly. Know, yeah. The, yeah. Wo- the Woman King, by the way. Yeah. The reactions coming out of the Unlimited screening were immense. Were they? So, so great. Mm. The people who have seen the movie are like raving about it, being like, this is what cinema should be. Mm. And like, when I was driving in today, I saw the poster for Black Adam, and I know oh you and I did
1: the 4DX trailer action yeah. a couple of weeks back. I just saw the poster for it. And I was like, "Oh, it's here!" Yeah, that was in in King's Cross Station at the moment. An entire wall is dedicated to all the character posters, which I love as well because you have the character, you have the obviously the, the performer, but then you have the character name, Black Adam, character name, Black Adam, and then you get to the end, it's just Dwayne Johnson. Like he's the only one that gets a name. It's the Rock. I'm very excited. Yeah, no, me, me too. Yeah, I'm really, really excited about this.
0: Our last comment to read out here is from Geek, who said, "I watched Dan's video about movies he's keen to see in 2022 mm. and relates to it because I also hadn't seen either Top Gun or Avatar, and now have finally seen both on the big screen, and they were great. Re-release totally manifested by Dan back in
1: March. Uh, listen, I I I do manifest many things. I'm still I I manifested the Janet Jackson documentary that we got, and I manifested four parts of it. Can you believe? Uh, I'm gonna go to Avatar tonight. I think. Are you really? Okay, get myself, I've never. I I hadn't made that plan until this person mentioned it, and I was like." When am I next free? This evening. All right, I'll go and see Avatar. Well, they said so they continued, say Avatar in
0: IMAX 3D was visually stunning and the best 3D experience I've ever mm, had. Tasting. And I, I still maintain that Avatar is the best 3D movie.
1: I, I just, it's seen. just with, with the exception, of course, of of Resident Evil Retaliation or indeed the Final Destination. But it's just if you if you are if you are filming something for purpose, if you if you have crafted a whole movie with 3D in mind, that is going to be miles better than anything that is just converted. But also, James Cameron is a kind of, it's, he's, he's that kind of filmmaker, I don't know if you find a point on it, but he's that kind of filmmaker who conceives the project from start to finish. He, he spent more time on the Titanic than the people who rode the Titanic. This is who he is. So yeah, if, I'm not surprised by that and I'm excited to experience it.
0: Yeah, I mean, we took best with Nope. Yeah, about like you know specifically filming it for IMAX. Yeah. Go and see it in IMAX, mm. and you're like, oh right, yeah, I get it. I get it now. Yeah. I get why you did all of this. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, that is all we've got time for on this edition so of sorry. the show, Dan. Uh, but we will see you again next week. Oh
1: yes, you will. I'll be there. But not the week after. No, because I'll be I'll be uh, I'll be doing full Poirot.
0: Oh, because you're doing—you're gonna be solving, yeah, yeah solving yeah, crimes, yeah, 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 of course. Uh, but let's see how they run. Yeah, well, uh, well, uh, go, go now, Sydney World <laughs> <laughs> Get yourself on of them to That's all we've got time for on this edition of the podcast. Uh, if you are interested in anything we've talked about, there are links for them in the podcast description to go and click those and check them out. Until then, I've been Luke Owen, and I think I've been done late actually. And I can tell you for certain that's what's on.